This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by UBCP ACTRA, a.k.a. the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television, and Radio Artists, the national organization of professional performers working in the English language recorded media in Canada. For more information about UBCP ACTRA, visit ubcpactra.ca. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work, capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Ronnie Firminger. Now, I can neither confirm nor deny that I had these very two gentlemen in mind when I first decided to set on this course to, in, to interview industry BFFs. But I will say that they've been on my list since day one. They are both previous podcast guests, widely beloved, wildly talented, supremely generous, nominated for 2022 Leo Awards, and very, very tall. They've got the kind of bromance that songwriters write folk songs about. They are loyal and supportive of each other, and they bust each other's balls at every opportunity, including about 16 times since we've sat down at this table today. I think many of you have figured out who they are from those few sentences alone, because their bromance is the stuff of legend. But in case you have not, they are Alex Ponovic and Tom O'Penniket. And I am delighted to welcome them both back to the YVR Screen Scene podcast to bring us into the inner workings of their legendary friendship and the myriad of ways their friendship informs how they navigate this really weird business. Alex. Tomo. Wow. 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 I feel like we are friends now. Wow. Like that literally. Friends. Yeah. I had no she idea. She captured the magic that we used to have. I don't even know when we lost that magic, but it's been a while. Right. She captured it. But now I feel like it's back just it from that intro. Yeah, we'll see how you do Okay, well, okay. hopefully hopefully we keep this going. Hopefully. So I would like to start this conversation differently than I've started every other episode. You'll notice I didn't, I didn't do a biography yeah. in the introduction. So what I would like to do is to have you introduce your friend. Who would like to go first? Oh, wow. I think she pointed at you. So. You think so? Yeah. So okay. I think you should go and introduce this. Are you looking for a long one or a short one? Or? I, I don't know. I have no one. expectations one, about this yeah, episode. This, let's let's do the short one. I will be happy if this episode is able to be resume. released. I mean, listen, if we try to do Alex's resume, we're going to have to, uh, this is going to be a week-long session. It's Come on, intro me. I want to hear this, buddy. if I do that, his head's going to be so big, we won't be able to get him out the door. Um. <clears throat> this this handsome, large gentleman to my right is oh, uh, be ball busted, I know it. Paunovich. This is, uh, well, for many, many years was my best friend. Recently we're <laughs> re-examining that um, because he's been very distant. And ever since he achieved superstardom, he doesn't really call me back much. But he loves to send me stuff about him. 
But I think the true test of a friendship, even best friends, is if you just see that through. You know, I know that he's at a stage right now, and I have to be supportive, even though it's not reciprocal. I don't care because I love this man, and we've been through a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an incredibly talented man. Some people don't realize that he's a uh, he's an accomplished musician. He was playing in a band from uh, the age of fifteen, a band that he still uh, still uh, plays with, and they just recently cut a track. And what's his- the name of the band? Specular Black. No, I. Yes, sir. Yes. He, he wouldn't have remembered. I know, but that's part of it. Oh, okay. You know, you, you know, for years. <laughs> what did I used to call it? Spatula Black. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Maybe Speculum. No, no, I was drunk when I did that, but I, I had a, I had a uh, clever name for them. I was pretty close. It was Specula, but I said something else at the end. Maybe you should have let me name the band. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, let me go back. So yes, very talented man. I love this man. Uh, we had a uh, we had a bumpy ride in the beginning, becoming friends. We were a little uh, we uh, we we were a little too similar. And uh, when we heard about each other, and then we saw each other in acting school, we were like, "Oh, hey, look at this! Another big guy here, <laughs> big handsome dude." He's, you know, I'd, I'd be dishonest if I didn't admit that when I saw the size of Alex, I said, like, "Well, he's significantly bigger than me. <laughs> he's a big guy." And also our acting teacher who ran the school you know she she wanted to it's almost like she was setting up conflict between us because mm. she loves seeing the male actors in the school who would be competing against each other she loves like setting up a little conflict god love you uh kate toi kate she was like hey, so just so you know we've got a new actor in the school yeah alex is a uh yeah he's a super heavyweight boxing champion <laughs> and uh yeah he's from winnipeg and he's six five can you believe that <laughs> really big like way bigger than you Tom. and i was like oh yeah that's cool <laughs> Did you say super heavyweight boxing champion? She was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but can he act? <laughs> and luckily, everything worked Shut out where we could balance it out because I was, I'm just joking. Yeah, I love no, this it's man. true. It's true. Uh, anyway, I'm all over the place. I love this man. I've uh, We've been best buddies for a very, very long time. I've had the pleasure um, of meeting his beautiful family. Uh, I love both of his folks. I've broken bread with them. I feel like I know them better than I do, even though I don't get to spend a lot of time with them because they're still, they're still in Winnipeg. Uh, I love uh, Alex's brother, who I've also mm-hmm. met only literally socially, been able to hang out with him for one weekend once. It was but great. I love Boyan like he's my own brother. Yeah, mm. I love this man. I could sing his praises. It would eat up the whole podcast. Uh, that was a short introduction. I'll just wrap it up with the fact that looking at where we started and where he's come. In particular, like specifically, especially the last four or five years, the amount of hard work that he's put in and where it's taken him to in his career is really, it's its not astounding. It's just, it's its its fantastic. And I'm, I'm incredibly proud of him. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things, man, where you just put in the work and you have the focus and you don't give up. It doesn't matter what other people say or the naysayers or people who don't believe in you or, or especially if you have a bumpy start, it's like, it just proves you got to see it through, man. You got to see your vision through and your dream through, and you can have all the success um, that you want. <laughs> that is a great intro. It yeah. is. Yeah. That's so weird that I got that. I mean, from even me. if you can't, you, know, you couldn't act in the beginning, <laughs> you learned to act after 20 years of trying, and then you became very good. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right. So now it's your turn. Oh, this is perfect. Um, 
So Tomo to me, uh, fuck this up. no, I won't. Um, Tomo, Tomo to me, when I first came to Vancouver and I wanted to try to act, and I, <laughs> and I started late. I basically started late, at, like leaving Winnipeg, and I did some stuff in Winnipeg. But coming to Vancouver was like, I have, I ha- this is what I have to do. Yeah. But I was still on kind of like shaky ground, just because I wasn't sure if it was something that I could do or it was my calling. So when we went to this acting school with Kate Twa, um, for me, Tomo was, even though we did have that rough beginning, but for me, the rough beginning was more like, um, it, it was more admiration for somebody that was a big guy and that could fight and was a, was a dude's dude. And to me, it was that feeling of like, oh man, if like he's doing it, so I can kind of like emulate, emulate this cat and we be, when we became friends it was something that really kept me driven to act because of of our friendship and watching how good he was in class mm. and really kind of making it uh, tangible for me because it was like he's right there that dude is right there and he did a, a play called Hurley Burley which was just insanely amazing that he that he it just blew the doors off the place and it was those type of experiences and when he would book and it made it tangible for me, and we would we would always cheerlead each other when we would book something. And even though I've given him some gigs um, early in his career, <laughs> I'll give you that little I'll give you that little spiel. But I literally you handed them to yeah me, I, yeah I I literally went into and not he drove see he would drive everywhere right. So for t- ten years, <clears throat> our relationship was. What time are you coming over? I'll be there in 10. I meet him downstairs. I get into the truck. And for 10 years, that's how we kind of roam the city mm. is him driving me in the passenger seat, us having a good time. And I was going to pick up auditions from my agency. And I picked up this audition for Cold Squad. And I'm coming down the elevator. I'm like, Ray Chase. Yeah. And I'm like, this, this isn't me. This is Tomo. And a lot of people were saying, like, why would you even tell some another actor about an audition that you think they're perfect for? Mm-hmm. And I, but but for me, it was just Tomo. And I go, are you going in for this? And you weren't going in for it. I wasn't. And then I you heard about it. And then he called his agent and, and convinced the agent that he should go in on it. And he ended up booking it, hmm. Cold Squad, for two seasons. Last season. Last season. Yeah. Which, you know, because of me got him working (laughs) Um, but that's the kind of thing we had and I booked I remember booking a gig and it was a pretty important gig for me and um, Tomo was the first one that like rose to the occasion and just kind of went we are going out I'm buying you dinner we're gonna have an amazing night we're gonna call our friends we're gonna celebrate you booking this Hmm. and that that was those are the kind of things that Tomo does and for our friendship and you know, running lines together, and then and then going to work out and go boxing together, and mm, and just talk about our, important. just talk about our struggles and 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 moving forward. And you know, he was, you know, for me starting out in this aspect, and Tom was very much a a a, a like a, a dude's dude, and he and he gives amazing advice. And I don't, I don't think I would still be doing this if it wasn't for him early in my career to really champion me through all of all of the. All of the moments where I just thought I was too old, maybe I should try something different. I wasn't booking, and he would always champion me. And then his success really inspired me. Hmm. Um, Let's be honest, too. We, Alex and I came from a time when there literally was height discrimination. Mm-hmm. Our size, was, height discrimination. We've been in this. We've been this. 
in this business long enough, what I'm saying is back then, the majority of Hollywood was still not as big as Alex and I. You, you had a handful, if that, of actors who were over six feet in the business. Mm-hmm. So much so that it was the norm if you were over six feet. If you were the 6'3 and up club, you always lied about your height. On my resume, I said that I was 6'2". Alex used to say he was 6'3". Yeah, but there's because a story of that. it was a well-known thing. Yeah. Because they were like, you're too big to be cast beside any of the actresses, especially if you're playing a supporting role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ha- if you have an opportunity with a significant male lead who's... Yeah. Well, I had I had two two instances. I did a, I did a movie, um, I did a movie called The Fall of Enron, and I'm six five, and the lead was five six. And when they saw us together, there was like there's a height discrepancy, and the lead had to get up on an apple box, oh which he didn't he didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. And so I heard talk of you know we're gonna have to write Alex out of some of these scenes. And and uh, and because it was an office scenario, and I've never usually when you're a big guy, you just get the big roles like yeah. the bouncer, the heavy. Yeah. This was the first time it wasn't about that to me. It was so it, it was so important to me. And when I heard this rumor going around, I decided to do all my office stuff in the chair and just slide into scenes, <laughs> say my lines, and then Smart. slide back out. Smart. And I was they like, write you they never started to write me out. And uh, and so I got more stuff just for flying in and flying out. But my first time, a really good friend of ours, Victor Webster, who's also six foot five. Yeah. He's one of the, in our boys club. Um, he told me I was getting advice from him because I was just starting out of like, what should I do? He goes, put put that you're six three. I go, really? Yeah, put that you're six three. I went, okay. And I re- remember going in for an audition for a, a commercial, and it was a, a Kia commercial, car oh. commercial. Oh, Alex. And I go in, this and is they such a brilliant story. And I and they and they and they book me, and I'm like, amazing. I got it's my first gig in Vancouver. I got booked for a commercial playing a dad with my wife and the kid in the back and we go to the shoot and I've got, you know, the dad clothes on. I get in and I cannot fit in the car. Yeah, because it's a Kia. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't fit in the car and I'm doing everything I can to like make myself, like my knees were above my hands on the steering wheel and they could, the shot from the front, they can actually see my knees. Oh my so I'm trying to tuck my knees down and then they stopped, they stopped shooting and they had all this discussion. I'm like, that's it, my first gig ever, I'm gonna be fired, I'm gonna be fired. They're gonna know I'm lying, I'm fired. But instead you got a bunch of people fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, so they were having this talk and the director's walking by and I'm like, hey, um, is everything okay? He goes, yeah, man, they're they're talking to the head office and manufacturer because they said this could fit a six foot three guy and obviously it doesn't, you can't fit. So, you know, it's not our fault that we cast six foot three and, and you can't fit in the car. And I'm thinking, they didn't even think I would lie. <laughs> They just thought that the manufacturers made a bad car that doesn't fit a six foot three guy. Didn't they end up breaking the seat? They Didn't broke. They, they, they broke the seat so I could go back further. Just slide it back further. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was my foyer into being too tall and lying. So I never lied about my size again after that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> can we talk about um, competition, which is huge in in sports and in in boxing? What role does competition, however, play in your friendship? You know, especially when there might be an instance where like they, they're gonna call in the whole cadre of tall guys for an audition, you know, in Vancouver. Like, are you competitive with each other? That's that's so weird. I, I've never gotten that between us. What I've gotten, what, I'm a team player. I love I love being a part of a team and I, I've never got that with Tomo. Like if I'm not getting the role and Tomo gets it, I'm. that just means that 
where we we roll in the same energy and it's it's going to come back and forth for years we you know we often get the same roles right and then we'd even run them together mm -hmm. like just for auditions yeah. you know one thing we realize and i think anyone who's had proper training you can't do what somebody else is doing yeah. right you got to bring out the best version of you and how you interpret it so we'd often just try to be prop each other up and calling each other out too like alex knows i can be a hard ass <laughs> i probably held him back from working for more than a few years yeah. because when he wasn't doing work that i knew he was capable of i'm like no he can't send that off dude he, he got, we gotta he, do it again yeah he's like i can't even look at you right now <laughs> <laughs> let's let's come on let's be honest i can't even look at you right now come I on can, i could be brutally honest and and when you're pulling a jean jack you got to be called out i'm your boy i gotta be honest yeah. with you. if i'm doing the same thing you better call me but that out, there's there's time because he's intimidating because i looked up to him so there there he's intimidating at times so i would do my thing and he would just have this little smirk and going is that is that how you're gonna do it? And I'm like, oh, come on, man! <laughs> but he's right. He would. We always try to make each other better. But the you know the competition has never been there for acting. I mean, when we spar and we go through all that like friendship stuff, there's always gonna be competition just because we always like taking the piss out of yeah. each other. But with work, it was always it was always supporting each other. I, I don't think we ever had when we would bust our balls. It was it was never in with any malice. It was yeah. always with I just making the other person laugh so we can relax this type thing like that was always our, our kind of thing it was just always always wanting to champion each other but you know take the seriousness out of it and just kind of be be who we are this feels very special this friendship feels very special i mean it is it has come up on the podcast before in both of your individual episodes you which i honestly you should listen we're going to multiple episodes. Alex listened to Tomo's two-part episode, yeah. which I will say Tomo's episode was not an, originally supposed to be a two-parter, but I asked him a question and then he talked for 30 minutes. So I'm like, okay, I have yeah. like 10 more questions. Like, That's how he gives me notes. <laughs> like, this is going to have to be a, a two-parter. But are you... Are you aware how special this, this friendship is? And, and like, was... Like, did you... <laughs> gonna sound kind of cheesy but like did you have to teach each other how to be good friends or like you know or like like t tell uh, me about like i mean we we've definitely aspect. had moments and the, the cool thing is that you know we've definitely had moments where where we had to have a serious talk with each other because one of us were, were weren't on the same wavelength and, mm -hmm. and like i remember tomo you know uh, asking me about a certain situation and i was and i was taken aback by not realizing that it was coming across a certain way and that's the kind of friendship that you want is somebody calling you out and going like I'm, help me understand this and then we we talk it out yeah. those are the things that i think are really special and i don't have a lot of that especially when i first started i don't think a lot of people especially a lot of men have a lot of that like i i have my women friendships are there's a lot of communication right off the bat but you know i mean i'm, I'm thinking about paul and his friendship with darren shalavi yeah you know who, yeah, darren. who you both Epic knew darren. but like their their friendship i think maybe i see i i look at you guys and i see paul and darren mm. paul has lots of friends but there was only one darren the way right. that they could communicate with each yeah. other how vulnerable they could be you know it's i i don't like maybe this is just me making stereo like looking at stereotypes about men but i don't see a lot of m male friendships like yours and when they do happen they seem so special so rewarding it's like being you know you found another brother yeah you know well, that's and that's the best way you say it not to interrupt but it's you know it's a brotherly love but you know it's it's not without you know like alex alluded to you know like anything with you best friends any relationship you're gonna have conflicts here and there and misunderstandings and 
but you know it's a, it's about it's about just seeing it through and being there and there's so much history here we've been through a lot yeah like, you know street fights everything you know adult lives the conflicts we've had mm-hmm Physical conflicts, <laughs> anything you know, the stuff we you mentioned these kind of things a lot. Did you guys have you fought each other? Is that what you're trying we, to say? Well, no, we 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 <laughs> play fought, but I mean, we both been in situations where we had to fight other people in the street, right? And uh, and that's literally just us looking after each other, and 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 and, and usually those situations happen with protecting a, another friend. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but that and and that to us is you know because we come from that background. That's something that we both know that we can we we can fight in in that Who way, but is we don't picking a fight with the two of you well, on that's the street. The, but, that's but, crazy. But 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 that's but see that that's the interesting bit is that we can talk our ways out of the fight. When you know how to fight, you can talk your way out of the fight because you know you don't need to go there. But right. if you need to, it needs to be thrown down. It can, and that's where the protecting other people comes in when we know we can handle ourselves and and hopefully you know save someone else from getting hurt yeah we both have that on our nature too like that's one thing we respect about each other is you know we're we're very much um you know and i say this with humility i'm not trying to say i'm you know i'm some superhero in any way but we're protectors right mm-hmm. you know yeah. i grew up with little sisters and i've always been uh um, you know very uh conscious and 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 wanting to protect those around me mm. in any situation i can have a great time everybody knows that yeah. uh, but uh you know i'm never not keeping an eye out and uh, alex is the same way he's aware and he knows that you know just all the years of having fun and when alcohol is involved and being in public places people get fired up and they yeah get, and i think that weird. that was one of the things that again i think drew tomo and i closer together like in class and getting to know each other and admiring his work and then when we got to hang out Outside, that was one of the things that we had. I could see it in him, mm. and he sees it in me. And um, but you know, it's one of those things because we've known each other for so long, and watching him become this amazing father and and, and uh, partner to to Janine, who's an amazing stunt person in town. Yeah, Janine uh, Carlton. Let's yeah, put respect on totally her massive respect. <laughs> And uh, but watching him be such an amazing caregiver of a dad and 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 teacher to his kids is is something that has been really kind of rewarding to watch on my end too yeah. because it's it's again it's the evolution of our friendship and just being there for each other and it's been it's been great I mean again we we take the piss out of each other all the time and it's no. e- and with <laughs> like we, we 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 joke about our text being a coffee table oh, book man. and it's like they're, the, br- they're brilliant <laughs> I know they are I've, I've shown them to friends I've shown them to like you know even 15 years ago like different girlfriends I've been with and they're like <laughs> they've read them been like what the, you guys are like insane like it's this is really funny stuff yeah yeah we always thought it's, it would be a, there's no effort involved too like the banter is just it just flows yeah um what not to digress too much, but I wanted to say real quick, just, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're all, we've all been in the business a long time. We've all known each other. You know, you get to a certain age too, and you realize like, you know, that's the old adage you, you've heard your whole life, you know, your parents, your uncles, your grandparents will tell you like life, man, it just goes by so quickly. You know, mm. there's 20 years of friendship here. And you can imagine 20 years of adult life being actors. We've gone through some heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each of us individually. And we've been there through it. For each other, I wanted to to uh, ask you to reflect on some of your most memorable times working together. 
because um, you know you have also worked. What you thinking about? <laughs> you thinking about the chicken in my ass? Yeah, yeah I, know, I know you. Oh yeah. no, I, tell me, tell okay. me. All right, all right. Okay, Alex, Tomo. Alex loves this. Tom, Tomo, Tomo <laughs> got a lead in a in a mini series called. Uh, uh, what, Come on now. What's River? River World. Yes. River World, and um, and he basically got me on to the show, playing. Uh, 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 playing. What was it? You were like. Conquistador. Uh, conquistador. Conquistador. Yes. Conquistador number eight. Yeah, number eight. <laughs> 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 number eight, and he basically get, like basically handed me this role and talked to the director, and it was great. It was awesome, but I was in like heavy, heavy gear. <laughs> And um, and there's a scene where he's in this like little cage thing, yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. supposed to give him like some food just so he's you know gets fed a little bit. The scene is written as you know, Conquistador number ten throws chicken <laughs> at yeah throws what? throws throws chicken in in this cage yeah. thing. Yeah. Throws it at him. Yeah, and I felt like oh this is this is a great opportunity to kind of screw around with my buddy, so the camera's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I put, I, I bend down. I go offer him chicken, and he goes to grab it, but I mush it in his face, <laughs> and I just put all this chicken all over his face. Chicken grease in my eye, <laughs> so, and you're rubbing your eye even now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like and, you've right. had this this uh, and, and <laughs> injury and ever since. Ever since. <laughs> and then, and then we finish the scene, and the director yells, "Cut!" And I'm just crying and he's just swearing at me (laughs) the whole time but then then i payback there was payback with the little thai girl where i was uh i I don't like this story now (laughs) no no no. there was a scene with this yeah we had very she was she was a a a thai actress she was fairly new to canada i think she'd only been canada like five years but she was the tiniest little thing she was really petite but she the scene was written where she somehow gets up alex's back it was written kind of strange but she stabs him in the eye. So we're, you can imagine trying to work it out was just very difficult because it's also kind of dangerous. She yeah. had a, you know, a stick, even though it was rounded yeah. off. She's got a mime for the camera. Like, it's got to be a miss, obviously. And she, she wasn't experienced. She wasn't experienced. She was terrified. And, she, and she, she was, like, having the stick come so close to my eye. And I'm like, oh, man, this is so dangerous. Yeah. She was frustrated and terrified at the same time. But I... I was helping as much as I could with the director. We were just trying to get this. Should be like it. Sh- it should be a, a quite a simple, straightforward scene, but it right. wasn't. Mm. I don't think the stunt coordinator was there at the nope. time. I don't we, think we were trying there. to do it ourselves. We were trying to do it ourselves, and it just it kept. I I was weeping. He was he, crying. I was crying. I was laughing with la- so hard, uh, and, and he was so bad. <laughs> so frustrated at m- almost getting my eye poked out. Because she was like crawling on his back. She looked like a small child on his back, and like she just missed her almost. And Alex would get so frustrated, and he's supposed to act like it hits him in the eye, and then he's like, oh, and he falls over into the ground, and you hit the ground a bunch of times. Uh, so many times, and the thing is, there was this one time where she, the way she jumped on me, she couldn't do that motion with the stick yeah. because I. I just seriously just timbered there and I gave I gave up like I gave up trying to hold myself up like about a second into it and just timbered over and he was just crying laughing the, the whole time we Stuart Gillard and I were weeping yeah. Uh, yeah yeah now is there any kind of work in the industry that um you haven't done together any way that you that you haven't collaborated together yet that you want to well I, I do want to throw this one out we did we did a we executive produced and starred in a, in a short film called The Hostage, mm. written by um, Cote. Brent Cote, 
and we were we were in that moment in our lives where I was always getting to play the heavy and he was always like the ha- handsome good guy and we wanted to flip it on its head where I got to play the, the quote unquote not the heavy and and Tama was the heavy and we it would be if we if we gave it to a casting director they would not cast us and they would flip it yeah so we wanted to do that and it was one of those things where we worked our, our asses off and Juan Rettinger was in it and Shayla Horst Shayla was in yeah. it um, we had some great friends come out and help us, but it was one of those things where you put that energy in the air because that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to do something that we haven't done before and we wanted to do it together. Yeah. And we, wor- we worked at it. We, we like we ran it and we, we, yeah. we even were doing yoga in, in, before we would yeah. go to rehearsals and then we would run lines. We just, we were just trying to do everything that we can. Neither, neither of us was doing yoga at the time. Right. So, <laughs> it, may, it may not sound like a big deal, but yeah, no, Alex it was trying, we were trying, we were trying to do yoga <laughs> and, um, but just to get our bodies into it and everything. And, and again, when you throw that kind of energy out and then, you know, Thomas, like a 17 hour day the first day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we shot, we shot forever, forever, and yeah. a massive that di- film with that level of stress the yeah. entire time. I'm going to put a link to the film in the oh, please do. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. very proud of it, and, and as you should be. And the thing is, is that we put that energy out there because because we 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 put it in action, and then we started. You started getting some really great bad guy roles. I yeah, was they finally started coming after. They started coming. I started getting roles that weren't all about being a heavy. Um, so it was it was one of those things that. Um, I look back in my career and, and if we didn't take the chance and spend the money and I think one of the coolest parts when we got to shout out to, to Brando Ed Brando for oh, giving us a spot everything mm. the equipment everything yeah. Brando was running around hustling like it was his first day on set as a grip yeah like he, he, was, he, he worked was, so hard he's such a champion for yeah, indie Ed films Brando. Yeah. and um and we walked on the set and all these people were there working we, and we were like, this is very cool. This is like, yeah. this is an amazing feeling seeing everyone working for our dream to kind of do this kind of We gave him a little speech, right? We talked yeah. to him in the beginning just yeah. to get everyone motivated. It's a crime that we haven't really worked together in that capacity since. Yeah. We've always talked about it and it's something that I definitely, you know, I want to change in the next couple of years. I've really, not to digress too much, we're going in a totally different direction, but I've really been trying to write a lot in these last mm-hmm. few years and uh, mm-hmm. you know I definitely I've got one project in particular that I want so Alex to help produce and he's got and there's an amazing role that I wrote for him in it also but um, again that just goes back to like time flies you know mm-hmm. I've, I've been very busy with uh, you know family and, and focusing on other things and Alex has really been focusing on, on his career and, and this last while I've just realized I'm like man it's just we've got to get things done I've got to see it through uh, and I've been looking forward to you know bringing to life these scripts that I've yeah. done soon and Al's, uh, Al's been a real champion uh, of this one script that I wrote and it's so really good. hoping we get it done in the next couple of years. This is the one you did through Whistler Film Festival. So that one that one I put on the back burner a bit because that is my mother's story about some of mm. her experiences at residential school and in all honesty after the um, <clears throat> the uncovering of the, uh, the graves in Kamloops uh, personally I just, I had to step away because I was getting uh, uh, just emotionally triggered in a real way. And, mm. and I'm not sure that a lot of the indigenous community has the appetite for that right now. I feel like there's a, there might be, those stories need to be told. It's one of the most important uh, points of all this, this horror and trauma that happened that the rest of Canada needs to understand these stories and hear them. Mm. Yet, 
right now there's uh, there's a it's a very in between time because they're still discovering graves and they're still discovering children and people are especially people who went to these schools and their families and their children are in a very very fragile state yeah that said my mother's story is so important and it's an incredible um you know story her story and i've I've done my best to adapt it and i will make that film but i've i've put that off for a little bit this one is a it's a like a dramatic thriller that i've set in the yukon in the early 90s yeah it's very cool yeah it's uh it's cool man we've uh alex i I kept uh, there's one character in there the um the antagonist who is it's such an important role and it's going to be really hard to cast and I spent a lot of time thinking about who could do the role and then Alex just we're sitting there just talking about the script one day and he came up with the actor right away and I was like oh my god he is perfect Mm -hmm. isn't he yeah Yeah. we'll get him when the time's right, we'll get them. Okay, okay. Well, and, but that's but see, make sure I, you you keep you keep us at the Web Your yeah. Screen Scene podcast up today because we yeah. want to support you however we can. And and that's and see that's again the things that we do for each other because we're such champions of each other. Like for for Gen Zeros, he was one of the first person people that I wanted a part of the show. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually writing his episode in um in gen zeros which i'm really excited about we shared about when getting getting his family involved in it in one of the episodes oh, that wow. we shoot in the back six great idea so i'm really excited about that because it, it it's everything that he loves and um i think it's i think it's going to be perfect like what kind of advice do you have for actors who want what you have, who want to have this kind of friendship. You know, I've I've heard told, both from men and women, all genders, that it as you age, it, it's harder to make friends. It has not been my experience. Some of the closest friendships I've had, I've made in my 30s and 40s. You know, but for a lot of people, yeah. it's, it's hard, especially in an industry where you can feel competitive, siloed, isolated, all mm-hmm. this Zoom casting stuff I'm sure is not helping. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice do you have for people who want to have the, uh, the Alex and Tomo special bro relationship? I mean, for, for me personally, it's uh, just, it's keep, I mean, it's been 20 years and we've evolved in, 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 you know, everyone evolves differently. And even though like Tomo and I, you know, we, we hang out as much as we can, but we haven't seen each other the way we used to see each other because life gets in the way when you get older. But it's one of those things where when we do see each other, it's like no time has passed at all. And we always keep in contact, but it's, I, I think it's that idea of championing one another and respecting one another and just telling the truth when it's time to tell the truth. And, and knowing that it has nothing to do with making the other person feel less than. It has to do with championing them. And I think that's something... And again, I'm going to go back to the one instance. Like, I, I booked this very big movie. And Tama was the first one that lost his shit, screaming, this is fantastic. We're going. I'm com- I'm picking you up right now. We're going to go for dinner and celebrate. And there was like six other guys there. It's a huge role, dude. You're it, working with Kathy Bates. I, it, it was, Ooh, but again, so it was it was it was a friend cheer a friend cheerleading you in that aspect yeah, of from it. a genuine place from an absolute yeah. genuine place <laughs> that that that's one of the even though I booked an amazing role on that that's one of the memories that sticks with me the most is. Yeah is him doing that for me and, and championing and, and making it my night. Um, and I, I didn't even start shooting yet. So it mm. was, it, those are the kind of things that, 
stay with you and you want to celebrate yeah. and and you know that those moments are going to be coming and and I think it's just just knowing that that person is there you know I think that's the biggest thing that champions us and we're both in the same industry that we can talk about you know roles and and trials and tribulations and and it's tough like you said like to Alex's point you know you you know being like very close friends being brothers you know in any relationship like honesty can be it's tough having real honesty yeah. from a dear friend and make you trying to make you accountable that's mm -hmm. tough that can cause rifts sometimes and a little distance but you the true friendship you're going to come around because yeah. you realize that honesty sometimes serves you uh, more times than not and um and uh you know it's tough like, you're you're asking a very tough question though like i don't know i don't know that i would try and give advice to people like how they can achieve what we have you know i think most people in their life they probably have some sort of you know uh social groups tend to be smaller in terms of like real you know real true friendship oftentimes people don't have a massive social group you yeah. know there's only a few people who can entertain that or have that capacity that sort of social eq to you know, he's one of them. He, he knows yeah. so many people. That's one of his fortes. That's his, that's his intelligence, actually, is that Alex is so good with people. He makes them feel so comfortable and happy that he's his his community now within the film business and people he's met is, is wide and vast. He's made such an impression on them mm -hmm. that, that he's able to work with them so well. And, you know, as a producer, that's really helped him because he can think right away who can fill a role whenever, you know, other producers are coming to town. They don't they're they're not a, a breast or they don't have uh uh you know uh, connections in this community to know who to reach out to alex can he can gather that right away but you know i would just say it's such a tough business you talked about you know all the trials and tribulations and the struggles of being a performer especially trying to be a professional one and have a career mm. it's tough it's tough try and support each other as much as possible and you know there's a few lessons that I wish I had been somebody had really hammered into me more but at the same time when I think back to it I just had to go through the choices that I made those years where I wasn't making the right choice mm. ultimately it obviously was the right choice because it's gotten me to where I am now and you can't live with regret but when I talk to younger performers I always tell them like just do the things that you know that you need to do that sometimes you don't want to do. When things are slow or you achieve a little bit of success right away, this business is very strange. It's hard to navigate, you know, success and stardom, you know, mm -hmm. at any level. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of people, you see them change, man. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's very, very strange. I've seen some of the most humble, grounded people just turn into very strange creatures because they've had some success and they're living down in LA but the business there very much you know props that up it enables that and yet that same business will forget you in a second if it's not happening mm -hmm. for you anymore and that's a big crash for a lot of people I've been through it myself I would just say you know as actors as performers as creators just remind each other to do the work it's that term we're always hearing do the work man it'll bring you back it'll ground you it'll remind you why you do it because you get away from it I remember struggling I remember having so much success for seven years and then things really dried up and it was really slow for me and I'm so angry and frustrated and just wasting time, wasting time and not working. I wasn't doing the work. Doing I was waiting, work, yeah. yeah, I was just sitting there waiting for the audition, which is the worst thing to do. And it's one of the first lessons you hear, you know, 
um, when you start off is don't sit around and do that. Like get back to class, do a play, what have you. But I was doing the opposite because you get caught up in the idea that you have a certain status and you should be waiting for the work and the work's going to come. And it just made me very angry and, and bitter. And then my agent called me up and said, hey, there's a there's a short film. It's really, really funny. There's there's no money, but shoots in Toronto and mm. Aaron Carplex apparently going to mm -hmm. do it. And yeah. it's like a, yeah, it's a dimension traveling wizard. And I was like, so I was like, Deb, come on, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you serious? She's like, read it. Trust me. So I read it, and I was like, wow, this is really funny and really good. And I never get to do comedy. I yeah. never do. Alex and I, we do scenes. Sometimes we've done a few scenes together in scene study way mm -hmm. back in the day, and we were hilarious. You know, again, I say that with all humility, but we yeah. have fun together. We yeah. riff off of each other. Yeah. I love to do comedy. I just never really get to do it. And uh, this was one of those things where I was like, <laughs> I caught a dream trip to Thailand where I went to train, uh, which had always been a dream of mine. I cut it short to come back and do this thing in minus 23 below in Toronto. And I'm rolling around. Sleeveless. Sleeveless. Sleep like no shirt. Yeah. Open vest. Just it, a vest. Yeah. Playing this dimension traveling wizard. So I'll good. Tell you, that was one of the gigs that reminded me when I so needed it. Why I act. Yeah. Like, I had so much fun. I realized three quarters of the way through the first day how much fun I was having without having the pressure of like being on a big network show the time constraints the producers staring down yeah. the other actors all the pressures that are involved when you're working professionally at a high level all that was gone and I was like oh my god this is like back in this is like doing a play this is like this is this, this is, is I was so creative yeah. and there was so much uh, improvisation and then when Aaron got there I started cracking her up right away and I've known Aaron since we started acting school together and I was like but it's the first time we got to work together and I was like oh my mission is just to crack up <laughs> and she's hard to crack up because she's incredibly funny too yeah. mm -hmm. but my mission the whole time we shot that thing and it was one of the best experiences I've had yeah. in my career and it's so good yeah, I'll put a fun. link to yeah, Rift World Chronicles to. In, the, so good. in the footnotes no I, I love it and I love <laughs> knowing that it ended up being a passion project for you it was 100% yeah. so just to wrap it up just you know support each other and be honest if, if, if one of you is having a lot of success and the other isn't Remind you know your your friend your your partner your your the reason why is, you do it the reason why you do it tell just get, remind them to get back to the work because that's it'll always ground you it'll it'll see you through but but I I want to add to that from the from your question is you know it c it can get quite dark when you're not working and there's other people working and like I I I was fortunate because I started late and and I've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations in my in in my life um and so when I started late I was really really grasping on to I know what I need to do mm. as I was going to to kind of keep my my shit together but what I did realize that you can't do it alone that's why this community is so powerful and unfortunately we've lost some amazing people because they isolate themselves mm -hmm. um and and there's an embarrassment to that of n not being successful or being in, in a what they perceive as a whole and ev we're all going through it we all go through peaks and valleys and and i just want the community to know that that you know there's a lot of great people out there like the other day I, I was going through some some rough moments and and I needed someone to talk to and Lee Majub just showed up for me and and mm. we we had a great talk it's those moments that there's people out there that want to help 
and just reach out reach, reach out. out to anyone reach out to me hit my dms yeah. whatever you want to do if you just need if you're struggling and you need to just a, a person to talk to i you know we've recently had some some people pass because of you know what we went through with a pandemic and yeah. isolation and and you can really be isolated in this job too because that's it's you going into the audition and it's one of those things where you can really put yourself in a in a dire strait and just know people are out there and people in this community are out there so and people are going through it too and you know, I, sometimes you feel like you're struggling by yourself yeah, yeah exactly but we're not an island and that it's one of the best things about earlier on in my career where I wasn't making a lot of money I'm in my mid 30s and questioning everything around me and if it wasn't for 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 Tomo kind of taking the piss out of me and ma making me laugh and also giving me some amazing advice I, I don't I don't know where I would be and that that's why our friendship is so important to me and um, and I feel like we should be funnier I don't know why no, it's not a funny moment. I no. know, I know, I know. But you know what? To your point, because I want to speak on that too, because it is so important. And uh, you know, it's 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 if there's and there's many things that positive that came out of the pandemic, but it was really pulling back the curtain on how many people struggle with, you know, mental health issues. Mm. We all do in some capacity. Mm -hmm. You know, we all do. Well, just like we all struggle struggle with physical health stuff, exactly. right? Exactly. But there's always been this weird stigma about it. And I, I think, you know, especially with performers, it's really unfortunate, but so many of them suffer so much by themselves. I've done it myself. It's, you know, just people are there. They can empathize. They've been through it. Just reach out to those you care about, you respect. Be communicative about it. Don't suffer by yourselves because mm -hmm. um, especially. People you know, want to be here and help. People, yeah. people want to be there for you. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And I will. I gotta say these footnotes for the episode are getting longer and longer, but I will put uh, links to various mental health resources mm -hmm. in Canada, in yeah. the US, in <laughs> Europe, uh, and also specific to our local industry, Call Time Mental Health is um, a multi-union initiative that's there to, to help people. And yes, I know in those moments, because I, I mean, I have depression, PTSD, panic mm -hmm. attacks. I take medication every day to just be able to live. Um, when I'm having a bad moment or a bad day or a bad week, those are the moments, you know, where I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to bother anybody. Right. And yet I've had to actually say, no, this, this, is, this yeah. is the moment where I have to reach out, mm -hmm. you know, and, I've, and I'm very lucky that, you know, in my, my cadre of friends that I put together, they are part of my my uh, mental health toolkit yeah and, and that's the thing with, with community right with yeah. tomo and i like i you know years ago when i was going through some stuff he was like listen man we don't even have to talk let's just hang out and just that energy alone yeah. was enough for me to kind of get through that moment and then there's times where we do talk about it but it was just putting or putting each other in a position where just the energy is there and that's all that's all you need so it's always it's always mm -hmm. again you know, we're talking about friendship here and, and it's, you know, we take the piss out of each other, but there's a lot of serious moments that oh, we go buddy. through. There's I've been through some gnarly, gnarly stuff and just like severe struggle with, with, with loss and death and just, you know, mm -hmm. life. And uh, Alex has been there for me, man. And, and like he said, it's been reciprocal in that way. Sometimes I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Just, just be with me, buddy. Like, yeah. let's, let's hang out. Let's go do, let's go train. Let's yeah. do something. Let's just hang out. You know, just I wanted to say one thing too I, I you know I've I've had a love hate with social media as a lot of people do but 
I want to champion, I just want to acknowledge, because I've seen a few artists that I used to go to acting school with recently and very bravely put on social media um, their struggles with mental health. Mm. You can tell it's not something they've ever done before. And these are, these are adults who are really struggling right now. And it, it's, you know, a couple of them, it's just, I just found it. I, I was, I was, I, I, it, I immediately reached out. And, yeah. and you know, and oftentimes you read these things, and you know, I've got, I've got, I've got a, I've got my three-year-old to deal with. I'm doing six things at once, and I'm, I've got another, I've got a million things to do. But when I read things like that, you can send a few words, and you realize how powerful mm -hmm. just those words are. Yeah. But just by the response they get, you know, you get back, and it just reminds you that like. If you think somebody's struggling or if they're putting it out there, just show some love if you can afford the time. Just really try and do it because it's incredible how powerful it is. You can save a life with that. Mm -hmm. You know, just just making sure that that person is feels seen and heard. I mean, yeah. that's definitely something that we all need. I want to end with lessons learned. Hmm. What have you learned from your friend? We pa started with patience. With, yeah, let's <laughs> no, start actually, with Tom. I'll start Thomas, with you, Alex. Thomas got very late. <laughs> For those of you who know me, <laughs> one of the most patient people out there. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's one of my fortes. It never has been. And I'd like to say I've gotten better at it over the years, but then there's times where I'm like, you haven't gotten better. It's the best to watch sometimes. <laughs> there's certain things that just. Yeah, they don't work with me, and I don't have a lot of patience for. <laughs> we had actually uh, it doesn't it doesn't really kind of fall out of this, but it's one of those things where Tom and I had such a uh, have such a long friendship that I was living in the West End, and Tom would like I said earlier would literally when we hang out, he would drive to my house, I'd meet him downstairs, I'd get in passenger seat, he would be driving, and we would have this amazing time touring the city if, when we're just wanting to hang out. And one time, he had his truck was his truck was in the shop. And I had a vehicle at the time, and I was like, hey, I'll come and pick you up. And this is like 10 years of him always coming to pick me up. So I go to his house, and he comes out, he gets in the passenger seat, I'm driving, we're driving around, and it was the most uncomfortable moment. <laughs> Because we were it felt literally like a first date with a stranger. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing, and we're driving around all like like no one's saying anything, and I just so uncomfortable. it was so uncomfortable. This is the, wrong. The feng shui is wrong. And I didn't know how to speak to each other. Yeah, and I was I was like, Dad, do you, do you want to listen to something? What do you want to listen to? And he was like, uh, I don't I don't care. And I'm like, okay, well, well we won't listen to nothing. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then finally, at a red light, well, fine, we won't listen to yeah. anything. <laughs> and then finally, at a red light, I was like. Do you want to drive? He goes, yes, yes, yes. I want to drive. So we yes. switched, and then we're back at it again. Everything was normal again. Everything was fine. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. A anyway, so what What was the question? What did we learn? Oh, no. I'm learning a lot from that yeah. that entire anecdote. I, I don't um, know what... It was, yeah, what you've learned from each I, other. I, I think the biggest thing that I learned was... Um, his perseverance like he 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 studies a lot he does he he really puts the work in i don't do it as much as i should and when he tells me about that he's just studying his lines and usually when if we're running auditions he, he's got his lines down and mm -hmm. he's got it down meticulously and i work a little differently but he inspires me to really kind of stick to text a lot more um, and, and just as you know, I've learned what a great father looks like because the way he is 
with his kids is just so amazing to watch. And, and Tom was one of the best hosts. Uh, anybody can attest to it. Tom was one of the best hosts that you could have, either at a barbecue or if we're going to a boat party. He's arranging everything. And, and just to watch him conduct himself in a in a... In a in a very kind of um, hosting way is something that I I always try to try to kind of up my game a little bit when it, when we hang out and he reminds me how much uh, much of a host he is so those kind of things really kind of resonate with me. Hmm. What a sweetheart, huh? Yeah. You know, uh, I just wanted to say something. I think honestly, Alex, in some ways, you know, because you are good at uh, improvising. It's one of your fortes in terms of being a performer, and it always has been. I remember seeing you do a scene when we weren't even really buddies in acting school. I think, you know, it may have complimented you in terms of work ethic when it comes to script and, like, learning things, but I think in some ways it's, it's stif- it may have stifled you also in the beginning because that is one of your fortes. Like, Alex is one of those guys who will take the risks, even though it's a fantastic writer, of just throwing in some improv. Like, he'll throw in the lines. And he's been admonished a few times for it <laughs> yeah, in auditions have, yeah. and even professionally. Yeah. But more times than not, <clears throat> he's not he's very good at it. So yeah. oftentimes it's accepted and it's worked for him and it's worked in his favor and it's especially worked for him in auditions. And he learned that years ago and it's I think it's resulted in him working a lot more because he doesn't he follows his instincts and that is one of the most important things with acting. So he's he's reminded me of that aspect too, of not being so uh perhaps rigid is too strong of a word but just you know just really no no really Richard really, rigid is perfect yeah, you know, people, people don't look at me and think it's rigid yeah. but just following that and that uh, that you know trusting your instincts um, but you know <clears throat> what have I learned from Alex I think you know one thing he's really taught me is that He's, str- he's struggling here. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to word it, he was like trying to word it changing his body in the he's chair. Struggling. As a politician, it's okay. as a politician son, I have to word this properly. Because Alex and I are very different. Even though we're best bros, we have a ton of similarities, but we're very different people, mm-hmm. as everybody is. But Alex is one of those people who will and he's shown this very early on. He doesn't mind asking or taking a chance, even if it's too big. He doesn't he doesn't stifle himself in terms of dreaming big. Like he'll he'll go to the big executive producer if he's conquistador number twelve. Yeah, <laughs> he'll go to him. I love like, that hey. he's gone from conquistador eight to ten now twelve. Maybe maybe three. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, Alex will go and he'll take a chance and just ask the guy and be like, hey, you know, I've got a script and it'd be amazing if you you know sometimes, especially back then, they'd probably laugh at that idea. But again. A testament to his social EQ. He's so good with people. He makes them feel good. And he has uh, a real presence. And he has a lot of connections with the people. That some people will entertain that. Now he's in a position where he's had a very successful career. And it's afforded him um, respect from a lot of these big players. And they'll entertain most or any idea that Alex will bring to them now. And that's a huge thing. He worked his ass off at that. And he did it by just, just taking chances. I'm uh, I'm more reserved in some ways. I don't know if that's from the British side of my upbringing or or not, but I'm just I've always been one where I like I really feel like I have to earn it or what have you. But that's a big thing that I've learned from him, and I'm proud of him because it's resulted in a lot of the success he's had. So I think in some ways that's made me more apt to just say, you know, fuck it. 
uh, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you have to ask for favors. I'm, one of my faults is that I, I'm very much a, uh, a lone soldier in terms of like things that I'm trying to do. I, mm. I need to do it myself. I need to accomplish it myself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have a hard time asking for help. But I've also learned that from him. You know, he's opened me up in that, and I, I, need I always ask him for help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but not being ashamed. No, nope. you know what I mean. No, nope. because yeah. that's always been an issue for me too. Like I, I could be really struggling with whatever it is—a personal problem, or you know, career, or relationship, or health, or whatever it is, man—a a crisis of the, the the soul. And and I have a hard time uh, asking for help. And Al's been one of the few people in my life who can call me out, and that's you know why he's my best buddy. He can. He almost just knows. Mm. He can tell. And I can do the same thing mm-hmm. to him. But he knows when I'm struggling with something and I'm not communicating it. He'd be like, dude, what's going on? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, you know, that's a true testament to a friendship. So I would say with most relationships, man, you want to find your people who are gonna gonna be able to do that for you, man. They can be honest with you, they can make you accountable even if it's painful. And they can call you out and they can be there for you when you really, really need them. And we've had so many great times together. Like we did a trip to Tokyo and it's one of those ones where you literally go, like those are memories that I'll have for the rest of my yeah. life. And, you know, we've just had, you know, he took me to a con in Calgary and that was an epic. T- like I have so many amazing memories of just enjoying life with yeah. this man. We have fun, man. We, we laugh hard. Yeah. You know, we we do we, we invented this thing called an elevator fight. So we get in whenever we get into an elevator, we scrap and we like the idea when the door opens and people are waiting for the elevator and they see us in an elevator scrap. And it's one of the joys that brings so much joy to me. I mean, even on my birthday when we would we went sparring on my birthday a few years ago and just kind of played around got super tired. It's even on video. Johnny Canaveros shot that and he gives me this horrible gut shot that I couldn't breathe but that's the shit that we find funny because <laughs> we're, we're we're just we're just like we're just like that and um so there's we've had so many amazing times and so many learning experiences from each other um that I've never had with anyone in my life so those those are the type of friendships you just you want to keep together and keep yeah. keep on point you know Okay, I lied before because I do have one more question okay. for each of you. I didn't lie, but it just came to me. Tell me what your favorite role or character is of your friend. Like, Alex, what's your favorite role that Tom has played? Tama, what's your favorite role that Alex has played? Uh, when he played Hilo in uh, in Battlestar, he he brought so much depth and so many angles, and and uh, and it was so great because he wasn't supposed to be a part. Sorry of that show he was just supposed to be a part of the miniseries and then he dies and and be well he's left on the planet but one of the most iconic moments and i even said it to him when the when the ship is going away and and i'm watching it and tom was like in this amazing hero pose looking up at the the camera as it goes away and there's sand spitting everywhere and tom would not lose the look like even though his eyes were fluttering because the sand was going in his eyes he kept this iconic pose and I was like oh. hero I was like that's your yeah. <laughs> you can, they cannot can't have you back look at that shot they cannot not have you they back they can't leave him on the they can't it's just he looks too d- <laughs> and then sure enough they brought him back and, and the stories oh, that yeah. he got to tell along with Grace and the, their working relationship um so many amazing Vancouver actors were casting it, but what like 
I went to a few cons. I went to a con with Tomo. He invited me, and I remember this woman had had her uh, her baby in her baby carriage, and her husband next to him, and he had another baby, and they were probably about fifty rows deep, and I, I and I was sitting next to Tomo, and I she caught my eye because she was she was nervous, and the closer she got, the more nervous she got, and then the closer she got, she was gone. And it was just him with the baby carriage and a baby in her arm. And he said she just got super nervous. Like she, you're her favorite part of the show, and she got super nervous. And Tama went out, talked to the husband, and the and and the, and played with the babies, signed the stuff. And he goes, get her to come back. So she came back when she could compose herself. And Tama motioned her so she didn't have to be in line comes right in the front and she was like you you changed my life watching the show and mm. and what a man is and like she went through the whole gamut i'm watching tom being so gracious in, in that moment and that that those are those are the kind of moments that i look <sighs> at and just kind of like i'm super proud of of the man that he is thanks buddy i think there's many ways that I like to balance it. <laughs> it's okay. This is how he works. The fact is, watching Alex progress as an actor, his growth as an artist over the years has really been um, its really been wild to watch because he's put in so many hours now. Yeah. He's a craftsman now. It's hard to achieve that. You've got to be working consistently. You know, even if you take a dry spell, when you've worked as many hours as he has, or if you're on a long-running television show, there's a certain level of um, of, uh, of ability that you achieve that you're not going to lose, and you really see it in actors who put that many hours in. You know, mm. you can equate it to, you know, it's like being a black belt or something. You know, he's 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 up there. He's put in a tremendous amount of work. The funny thing is, some of my favorite roles of Alex's are when he's actually doing character roles, because mm. a lot of roles in his career he's played. A similar character which he can do with his eyes closed and he's good and he's so funny when he plays that character uh, and when he does that accent or similar versions he does it effortlessly and it's it's great but I've loved when because Alex is actually he's incredibly funny too and that when he gets to play character roles and I mean real character roles like what was that was it how many episodes of uh, Supernatural did you do I did th- three episodes of three different Dudes. Yeah, as we, uh, so many of us got yeah. recycled. Yeah. What was the one where you did the, you did kind of the uh, the Lenny voice, but you were like highly intelligent. No, that wasn't supernatural. What show was that? That was um, that was uh the d- dead dead. Was it Dead Zone? Dead Zone. That was, was dead, dead Zone. Zone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It I'm was just dead saying Zone. stuff like that because I've seen Alex do that in acting class. Mm. I've seen him do those character roles, and people wouldn't expect it. They don't talk about it, but like if you watch that. It takes tremendous ability, man. There's comedic timing in there, but there's also true honesty as the character. Like yeah. He's committing to it. He can do voices. He can do character work, which is, in our craft, is some of the hardest things to do. Mm. I, I, I want to see more character work. He deserves that. And I think it's coming around for him right away here because he's he's incredibly uh, capable at it. And, uh, you know, you, you're, you're at, you're getting to a very... Uh, you know, respectable and progress point in your career as an actor when you can do stuff like that. For him, the funny thing is it actually comes quite naturally. He doesn't have to put a lot of effort into it. So I still, I got I worked at it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain characters you do, like that one, 
they're in your pocket. Yeah, those have been. definitely been they're in, in your my pocket. pocket. You just do and it was the risk because it was never it was never called for in the script. And, and I you just were still new in your career. Yeah, and that speaks to the point I was making before. Alex was at a point where a lot of directors would have you because he didn't have a huge resume at the time. Would have been like, no, 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 don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he said, no, I'm going to do it. Like, let me try. And he went for it. That takes balls, man. Yeah. And that's 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 really uh, that'll really you know fortify you and strengthen you uh, as a, as an actor as a performer when you take that chance and you go against what people are saying. You do it and it ends up being fantastic. Yeah. Follow your instincts. There it is. Well, in the parlance of fandom, I got to say, I ship your friendship. <laughs> I ship it so hard. Um, I love to see it. And I love to see you. Thank you both. You've been such great sports uh, today. I feel like there are parts of it that felt kind of like therapy, right? Like, yeah. you know, like. He's never said sharing. any of that to me. Yeah. <laughs> you feel good? You feel good? Okay. So, Alex Ponovic, Tom O'Pennicott, where can our listeners find you, follow you, celebrate you? Tom just did an amazing role. I want to, I want, you better be saying uh, Ohio. Oh, uh, well, you're pointing your fingers. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he totally killed this role. And I want you to say that one. Well, yeah, let's hope I did. It was a fantastic role. It was something that I've been, hopefully, it's funny because it's one of those ones where I was kind of manifesting something like it. I was really putting it out there. And when it came along, I was like, oh, wow, this is so exciting. So that's, I can't speak much about the role itself, but I, I'm, uh, I played the character of Malachi and it's a Netflix series. And it's based on the, um, the book by Daria Politan, who was the showrunner. And, uh, and uh, I finished that in late December. I was shooting that. I think we started late. September and it's an eight part or ten part ten part miniseries so that was cool yeah that was uh, that was a good experience coming out soon I think the word on the street is probably going to come out in fall okay that's yeah. great if you ever type it in on Netflix or Google or anything there's just nothing it's like it's, it's like incognito yeah incognito yeah. they're, they're, they're going to pop it soon I, hopefully yeah okay but social media we're going to be social media um I think it's uh, at Tom O'Pennicate at uh, Twitter and IG and anybody who follows me on IG, I feel sorry for you because um, I post about twice a year. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm looking at your stuff. I'm looking at your stuff. I'm spreading love out there. <laughs> uh, Twitter, I'm definitely more active uh, at. So you can follow me in either of those. And uh, yeah, that's that's my two handles, I think. There it is. What about you, Alex? Um, Alex Pond at on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, and then I have uh, I'm working on a show right now called Gen Zeros, which yeah, I'm really really excited about, and um, it's just an interesting way of how we are um, funding the the project and giving to back to the community, which I'm really excited about. So go to GenZeros.com and you can watch uh, some of the episodes there. And um, and I on the 27th, I guess on Friday. A film that I did called Zero Contact uh, with Anthony Hopkins came out. Um, you might have seen the poster with Alex's uh, my mug beside a, a not so famous actor named Anthony Hopkins. It's so Sir, Tony. Sir, Sir Tony. Sir Tony. Sir Tony. It's so insane. <laughs> like that has been so crazy to me to see me on the poster with with Hopkins. And not your first project with him. No, either. not my first. But I mean, just to be on the poster with him has just been insane. And and for us to kind of go through because it was the first feature film 
scripted Hollywood feature film done as an NFT, and then it got sold to Lionsgate, which gave it a theatrical and uh, VOD release. And don't forget, during a pandemic too. During I a mean, pandemic, like, we did it. Yeah, and it and it, and right at the end of the film, you get to see how we made the film, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and then we are um on the move to shoot the second and third film of that uh, franchise of Zero Contact. Amazing. So. It's been very exciting. I'm very, very excited about it. And Snowpiercer. So Snowpiercer is uh, season four. You can check that out. And you can also watch Alex and Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> on uh, on Disney Plus. That's right. Yeah, your bro. My bro. Everybody's bro. bro. My bro. <laughs> your bro. Everybody's bro. You know that there <laughs> Lady is bro. there is a an Alex Ponovic drinking game, right? Is it really? Yeah, there is. Well, it's it's some listeners of the podcast, some who are part of the um, the Cuddle Puddle Nation, uh, will <laughs> take a shot. Cuddle Puddle. Cuddle Shout Puddle. out to Cuddle, Cuddle Puddle. Um, they'll take a shot every time Alex's name comes up <laughs> in an episode because everybody talks about Alex Bonavec. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so should we end with an elevator fight? It's a pretty small place. I, I think it's funny as she, this sucker real yeah, quick. those are all my collectibles from my childhood. No, she, no. she wraps up. No, no. Okay, up. you guys talk amongst yourself. Thank you, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Please Ow. like, subscribe, leave us a review Ow. if you are so inclined. They will help us Ow. find even more Ow. listeners. Ow. And I, I can't focus. Guys, guys. Sorry. Uh. Find us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the Why Bear Screen Scene Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Ronnie Mara Firminger. I am the only one to blame. Edited by Simon Firminger. Special thanks to Mariana Firminger for recording our Patreon ad, to Paul Firminger for technical support, to every Firminger everywhere, even ones who aren't Firmingers. I love you! Why Bear Screen Scene, a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. I'm just plowing through so in case you guys start fighting again. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. Cut! Cut! Oh my god, cut! Oh my god! <laughs> Hey, filmmakers, did you know that you can hire top quality, experienced and professional actors for your films? If you're producing a student film for course credits, working on a web series, a short or a feature film, you can afford to have some of the best talent in the business in your production. How, you ask? Well, UBCP Actor has an ultra low budget program which offers a range of options that cover everything from student films to productions with a $300,000 budget. There is a ULB program that will meet your needs, regardless of your budget. To learn more, visit ubcpactor.ca and look for ultra-low budget programs or email ulbprogram at ubcpactor.ca. Now is the time to jumpstart your dream for the screen.